Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm a co-host of the show, uh, apparently, seemingly the only host of the show lately. But uh, yeah, I'm a podcaster, and right now I'm looking to learn a little bit from my dad what he wished he had learned when he was a kid when it comes to finances. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. Okay, so uh, fill me in, Dad. What was your what was your financial education like as a kid? Well, from what I remember, because, you know, I've got the memory of a sieve most times, I recall that I probably wanted something. Uh, maybe I didn't want anything. I can't remember exactly, but... You know, my parents went out and found me a flyer route when I was like 10 years old. And I started delivering flyers to 512 houses once a week. Every Tuesday, that was flyer day. That was more just to maybe learn about money and learn about the value of money, that you have to work for it, that it just doesn't come. And maybe I was at the time going, hey, give me an allowance. Give me just free money, right? Because, you know, I make my bed or keep my room clean. And, you know, mom and dad were like, no, you need to get a job. And so that was my first experience with money anyway and and understanding it. How I got there, I honestly can't remember uh, what the reasons were for me getting there. But, you know, from then on out, I would always been working and, uh, you know, earning money. And so that's kind of my earliest memory of money, I guess. Do you remember the first thing you bought with your flyer route money? I honestly don't. I don't know if it was candy at the corner store or, or what it specifically was. Maybe it was chocolate milk because chocolate milk was always, you know, highly prized at that time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it would have been that I may have purchased. You know, it might have been a Lego set or something like that or some electronic things that I wanted to do. But otherwise, yeah, it wasn't for video games or anything like that. It was something a little more practical because, you know. Lego is very practical. The learning that you get from Lego, you know, the engineering learning from Lego is amazing. Anyway, so that was kind of the, you know, my first experience with, with money and even probably savings. Did did grandma and grandpa set you up with a savings inca- account or is it something that they just said, oh, you should put some away or, you know, keep it in a piggy bank? Like what kind of lessons did they uh, give you around saving? You know, I, I know at that point in time, I opened up a bank account and, you know, got my little my little account book and, and stuff and was able to get it updated every time I put a check in because I got paid by checks. There was no direct deposit at that point in time, at least not that I'm aware of. And so I got my check for my flyer route every month and stuck it in my bank account. And 
I don't even know. There probably wasn't even debit cards at that point in time. Would have had to actually go into the bank and pull cash out to be able to go buy something. Everybody back in the day used cash or checks. There were no, well, there were credit cards, but there were no debit cards. Those came significantly later. So uh, it would have been something that really stick it in the bank and forget about it, I think, for the most part. And if it was something that I wanted, then, you know, I'm sure my parents would have taken me to the bank to get the cash to go and buy whatever that was at that time. So, but I don't recall, oh, here you go, Johnny. You got to set up this savings account. You know, it was just more of here, you know, put, put money in the bank. When you need money, you come to the bank and pull it out. Okay. Makes sense. That's interesting to me. We've kind of talked about this on the show before about how putting that distance between you and your money, putting it somewhere where it's just a little harder to access so that you kind of forget about it and you kind of just let it do its own thing. Like in my situation with my TFSA, it's a little bit more trouble than just switching money from one account to another account. And so it's really easy for me to just forget about it and to not think about it at all. And and so it, it's interesting how now with a debit card, you go to the bank, you get a debit card, and then it's like, oh, I have this this thing with magic money <laughs> on it. And it can feel that way. Well, it's not even a debit card now. It's just your phone. Right. You know, you've got your wallet on your phone and you just tap your phone. I haven't even gotten, any, gotten into that. I had to I had to use my debit card the other day at the registry and it needed my pin. And for the life of me, because it was still the bank issued pin, I hadn't changed it because I haven't used my debit card ever. And so now it was like, hmm, what is my pin? So I had to like go deep into the recesses of my mind to see that piece of paper that had the pin on it right? to be able to put the pin in at the registry because I didn't want to get charged 4% for using my credit card. So how did you end up, because if, if grandpa and grandma didn't, you know, drill the, these ideas of saving and this is how you do it, this is how you manage your money, if they didn't drill that into you, how did you develop your own, you know, philosophy around your finances and, and end up figuring out, okay, this is how I save, this is what I put away, this is what I use for expenses. How did you figure that out? Well, you know, I wouldn't say that they didn't teach us about money per se and, and, you know, how to save, but it wasn't, yeah, it was just kind of a matter of fact type of thing. You know, they always save, they were always reconciling their checkbook, their bank account and stuff. And, you know, you just see those things and you go, oh, okay. But even into adulthood, like, you know, I give you guys the gears for what you guys do sometimes with your money, but you know what? Been there, done that. And so the reason why I give you guys the gears is because been there, done that, trying to help you not learn the hard way (laughs) and, you know, at least become a little bit better earlier so that you can have that freedom, financial freedom earlier um, so that you're not always like, oh, if I use my debit card today, is it going to go through or not go through? So you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, 
some of you listen and some of you don't listen. And, you know, it is what it is. Some of you want to learn the hard way. And sometimes we alternate. Sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes we take turns. We're, as parents, we are trying to help you not learn the hard way. And if you just trust us and believe that what we've done in the past, which was the hard way, because sometimes we were told and sometimes we were not told. Sometimes it was just, you got to learn the hard way. And so, you know, it's just going through that, that process. And, you know, for those of you that have listened and didn't want to learn the hard way, you're way further ahead than the others that haven't listened and are wanting to learn the hard way. So, but that's up to you guys, right? We can only guide you so much before you guys go, I'm going to do whatever I want anyway. Right. And we internalize different lessons. Everybody has kind of their own, their own path that they take with it. And, and sometimes we alternate who's good with their money and who's not good with their money. Something, something I've heard said before is, you know, you're succeeding as a parent if your, par- if your children are going to therapy for different reasons than what you went to therapy for. And so if, if you screwed them up in a different way, then your parents screwed you up. And, <laughs> and I think that that's always what it is, is, is this constant trying to progress and, and give some skills that you missed out on. And so what is one thing that you wish your parents said to you or one lesson with finances that your parents really drilled into you? Uh, at a at a younger age? Well, I think it was saving. Like, you know, they always saved. But I think one, one thing I've learned since they've passed away is that you really need to be on the same page of how you're going to... It, it's great to save, but at some point in time, you're going to spend it. And so what does that look like? And are you both on the same page? If you are in a relationship with a significant other, are you on the same page with that? Because my parents were not on the same page with that because my mom's parents, very good savers and always wanted for nothing because they were good savers. They really didn't need or want anything extra or, or weren't yeah, they took, you know, their trips around the world and stuff, you know, going to New Zealand and Europe and wherever. And so, you know, that was pretty cool. But my dad's parents, from what I recall, never really had much. And so, not that they wanted more, but they just didn't didn't have a whole bunch. And so their trips were, you know, let's go to Manitoba. You know, and, and maybe they were happy with that. I don't know. But I know that, you know, since my both my parents have died, you know, even with my mom, you know, she had cancer, um, was dying of cancer, but was always worried about money, was always worried about having to go back to work and, and you know, make sure that there's enough money to pay the bills and stuff. When really, at the end of the day, there wasn't an issue. But she was always just worried about that because her parents instilled in her save, 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 save. Right. Right. And so, you know, when my dad retired and my mom was still working at, you know, a retail outlet and stuff, and she enjoyed that, getting out, doing things and stuff. But when my dad retired, he wanted to drive his 1976 Jag around. But... It was a pig on gas. 
you're going to throw a lot of money just for driving it around, which is okay if you have the money. But my dad was good with that, but my mom wasn't good with that. And so it became a, you know, a conflict. And so it's very important to kind of have that, like, what's, what's your vision for your future? Because if you don't have a vision for the future you're, and you're just living day by day, then you may as well just be paycheck, you know, living paycheck uh, to paycheck because you really have no reason to save. Right. And if you have no reason to save, then you're really not going to save because it doesn't matter to you. You're just going to live paycheck to paycheck. Who cares? And, you know, whatever happens, happens. The government will take care of me when I retire. Well, maybe. Maybe your kids will take care of you when you retire. Well, maybe. Right. And you got to teach them, right? If, if you don't have those healthy financial f- habits built, then you can't really expect that your kids will as well. So what I'm getting is, is communication is, is huge when in a, in a relationship dealing with finances, um, that that's a huge, huge part of that in order to relieve stress and not just to have money, but to know when you have money, where is that going? Right. Is it going to trips? Is it going to cars? Is it going to whatever else it is? You know, like when my, my, you know, dad also died of cancer and when he went, he had nothing, you know, he had his pension and stuff like that, that he was receiving, but he, he wanted to live. He just spent his money and traveled and did whatever. And not to say that that's what you need to do, but that's something that you can do. Uh, if you so chose. Now, if he lived for, you know, much longer and needed, um, you know, significant care, he wouldn't have had the money to deal with that care. You know, whether it's having somebody come in to care for him or to live in an old folks home, he would have been probably in one of those subsidized houses or subsidized places that, you know, you really don't like to be in. You know, you see these commercials for all these fancy places. Those places are a lot of money. Those are thousands and thousands of dollars a month mm-hmm. to live in those places that have the pool and the, you know, the dining hall and stuff like that. Like it's, it's not cheap to live. No, you're not going to get that from your CPP. So you've got to have some money saved up. So you have to think about the future of what you want. You know, you can live paycheck to, paycheck to paycheck and if it's gone, then you have to deal with whatever you're going to end up with it is really, that's where your headspace has to be. Or you got to save some money, save it for the eventuality of needing care, if that's the case. Or there's some people that are like, I want to save a ton of money for my children or grandchildren or great grandchildren. And so they just save, save, save. You know, you'll see sometimes on the on a, a bumper sticker on a motorhome or something like that. And these motorhomes are hundreds, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they've got on it, spending my kids' uh, inheritance. <laughs> and that's okay, right? Because it's not their money. didn't earn it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They didn't earn it. You know, I, I always find it funny when I have clients coming in saying, oh yeah, you know, my parents are getting to that age where they're going to be going soon. And, 
you know, I'm probably not going to look for another job or whatever because once they kick it, then I'll get, you know, the money that they've got. And it's like, mm, <laughs> all right, unless they, you know, leave it to the cat. Who knows, right? Like they might just stick it to you. You just don't know. So, And you might not have seen their books either. Right. They may have nothing. They may just have nothing but debt. Who knows? So, you know, don't be banking on that either. So really, you you need to take care of yourself. If you do get an inheritance from, you know, family or whatever, it's a bonus. It's truly a bonus. You need to take care of yourself. Yeah, don't be like sitting on your laurels and going, hmm, my mom is, you know, my dad's gone, my mom's there, and my mom's, you know, in the old folks' home, and, you know, she's going to kick it any time now, so <laughs> I'm just going to wait. Well, what if she gets to 120? Yeah, exactly. You just don't know, right? And so you got to you gotta deal with your own stuff. Right. Deal with your own stuff. Plan for your own future. Find out how to take care of yourself. Save if you're in a relationship. Make sure that you're on the same page about what you're saving for, why you're saving, what direction you want to go financially, and, and what you do and don't spend money on. Because if, if you're both into gaming, super cool, awesome. If one of you is into gaming and one's not, you can talk about that, you know, you, you got to really consider these things uh, when it comes to finances. So communication is key. And then, of course, uh, save more and spend less. Yes. Thank you for sharing my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, uh, Dad, anything else to add to this episode before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. I'd like to, you know, see comments or questions and, you know, we'd like to answer those in future episodes. So, you know, definitely share those as you listen to these uh, podcasts and um, you know put those questions out there and even if they're tough ones you know we may not have the answer but we will find out the answer so I love it awesome well uh, want to take us away thanks for listening to Dad on Money I'm Stephen Williams and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca and I'm Alex Williams, and you can find me at mechoradio.com. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio. Of course, we are sponsored by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. The music we use is by Ian Post. And this episode was hosted by myself, Alex Williams, and my dad, Stephen Williams. It was also edited and produced by me. Thanks for listening. 